Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely, and together we empower B2B leaders with messages that connect with their customers and employees' heads and hearts. And now, let's get into today's story. In January 2019, I started writing a book and eight months later closed the lid on a completely botched project. I ran into three fatal problems. Number one, copying from other thought leaders. Number two, not getting feedback. And number three, trying to cheat with tools rather than building my habits. And on this episode, I'll show you how to avoid learning these lessons the hard way, like I did. This is how not to write a book, why I didn't finish that book, and why I don't regret the project at all, because everything I learned has informed how we're building astutely today. It was the start of 2019, and I had packed up my belongings to move to the remote island of Bali in Indonesia, leaving my home in London. I was allowed to have 20 kilos of luggage to travel with. Five kilos of that luggage were notes in a giant purple box at the bottom of my suitcase. That's right, a quarter of my belongings I had as a digital nomad for eight months were devoted to a vast collection of knowledge that I refused to leave behind. And the reason behind those notes was for a book that I was writing called The Ambition Equation. The idea behind this book was to create a perspective on the difference between ambition and happiness and the tension between them. The idea was sparked from season one of Subject Matter way back when, in episode five, where the episode on ambition and happiness resonated with some listeners. I had a powerful conversation about the idea and it became a big influence on my thinking. And after some hypothesizing, I set off on my quest to write this book, assuming that I'd have at least a handful of readers from my Subject Matter listener base. This quest was accompanied by reading a wide variety of books of timeless wisdom. I plunged into human psychology with Thinking Fast and Slow and Sapiens, human history with The Rational Optimist in Praise of Shadows, media with The Attention Merchants, and much more. And all of these notes added up to four monster digital notes on Evernote that was filled with quotes, links, and ideas that was so big that every time I opened my Mac, it froze the screen. But this wasn't just a digital book as well. This was a physical book. Remember, I had these notes that took up a quarter of my suitcase. And this idea, this book, this beast kept getting more bloated over time, becoming more complex without focus, which I thought was a good thing at the time, but looking back was a big mistake. I was turning my research and notes into flashcards, believing that this system would work for me. I was inspired by how the ambitious stoicism writer Ryan Holiday, after publishing his first successful book at the age of 24, had gone on to build a writing system using this box, ultimately, which I'll come to in just a little bit. And at the time in 2019, Holiday at 24 had published his book and I was 24 as well at the time. And I thought this could really work for me if it was working for him. 
Now, come August 2019, I had started to realise that this project was going nowhere fast. I had eight chapters of ideas carved out and I thought I was ready to write, but I hadn't put pen to paper for almost a year at this point. There were more problems than solutions. And in the end, I ended up closing the lid on that purple box and not even publishing a chapter from the book. Now, at the time, this felt like a wasted experience. And while I freely admit that I bungled my first book project, looking back, I'm very grateful for the experience because I learned a couple of big lessons that inform what I do today. And I think that could be very helpful for you as well. The first thing that I didn't appreciate was actually nothing to do with me. It was Ryan Holiday and his backstory. Ryan Holiday had been an apprentice to Robert Greene for two whole years. If you don't know Robert Greene, his latest book, The Laws of Human Nature, took seven years to write. He's one of the most rigorous thinkers that I can think of and is a huge inspiration for me personally. I love his work. Greene had drilled into Ryan Holiday the act of writing consistently, of researching, of taking notes over a long period of time. And so when I read the blog that Ryan Holiday wrote talking about his reading system that seemed oh so simple for me to apply, I was looking at a tool without understanding the system behind it. When Ryan Holiday writes his books using this big purple box containing all his notes, He has a system that uniquely works for him, pulling knowledge from everywhere in his life that he modified from Robert Greene and his apprenticeship. And that's the key distinction, because I can look at him and see this system using this boxes and assume that I could do the exact same, have the same output using the same inputs. But in reality, I was just reading an article on the internet and naively thinking that I could go ahead and implement this without the years of rigorous thinking. I was seeing it like someone sharing their answers to a maths test who could just cheat and fill in the blanks without actually understanding the formula that produced the results. Now, one thing I am proud of from 2019 is realizing that you have to have a system for creative output. And if you're looking to publish more of your ideas online to connect with your customers or your employees, whether that's written or in a podcast, you need to have a consistent habit as well. In 2019, that was the year that I developed a writing habit of writing for two hours almost every day for the year. And that was what allowed me to develop these ideas. And while they went nowhere, I built a habit, which I've been iterating on ever since. Recording this podcast episode this morning on Tuesday, this is one of those habits. It's the exact same principle. The next thing that I learned was something that I learned while violating one of our values astutely, which is that trust is built with authenticity. I took one look at Ryan Holiday and thought, I want to be like Ryan Holiday. I want to be the next Ryan Holiday and write my book. What I didn't actually take into account is what I needed or what my unique strengths are. At the time, I was about to complete the first season of Subject Matter, and I took a long break In fact, it was about a year before starting season two. If I'm being really honest with you, the reason I took that break is I felt the imposter syndrome of thinking that lining up guests for my show was this insurmountable task. If you'd like to learn more about imposter syndrome, you can check out episode 19 where we dig into it. But for me at the time, I chose to bury myself in this book. Instead, I hid from subject matter and that ultimately went nowhere. 
What I realize now looking back is that if I had focused on my strength of narrative audio instead of aspiring to be like one of my heroes, I could have got so much further so much faster. I'm a decent writer, but I'm a much better podcaster. And if I'd recognized that earlier on and saw where my strengths lie, then I would have overcome this mental barrier much earlier. And that's the lesson here, is to know where your unique strengths lie as a leader and don't try and copy other people. This is how we treat all of the business leaders that we work with at Astutely, where we try to tease out their strengths rather than having a cookie cutter approach. Does a podcast suit them best? Let's build a podcast. Does a newsletter suit them best? Let's build a newsletter. It's the same thing. The next big lesson that I learned here was the role of feedback in the creative process. Before committing a lot of resources to a project, test it first and experiment with it. The insights that went into the initial premise of the Ambition Equation, my book, was based on a conversation with a listener. Yes, it was a powerful conversation that dramatically impacted them, but it was just that. It was one conversation with a listener. That is only an idea, barely serving as a fragile hypothesis. It should not be seen as a reason to go on an eight-month deep dive to pursue a book project. I vividly remember writing in my journal in January of 2019 that this idea had clicked and my fingers were on fire writing away about the correlation between ambition and happiness. But if this same bolt of inspiration was to strike me today, my first instinct would not be to go ahead and pursue it. It would be to test it with dozens, if not hundreds of users to see if it was viable, to see where there were gaps in my understanding, to see where I could make my argument more cohesive. This principle transfers over to exactly what we're doing with subject matter and what you're listening to. Rather than creating long form half an hour episodes like we were With season one, we're creating short form episodes. We can test different ideas, see how the audience responds. And while we're working with clients, see how their content is responded to with their audience as well in these shorter packets, shorter cycles, rather than big, cumbersome content campaigns. We implement feedback into our process much earlier, which improves the overall product. If I'm going to write a book again, then as I go through the chapters of the book, I think I'd actually share those chapters in real time, or at least the ideas behind the chapters, to gauge the reactions of my readers before I write the rest of it. And this would avoid a sunk cost of wasted resources of my effort, time, and money. So what happened to the ambition equation then? I know you're dying to know the answer. Well, it's parked on a shelf. Or more accurately, it's actually under my bed, that giant box of notes. One of Astutely's core values is ambition is healthy. So we're looking to embody the principle of the ambition equation in everything we do for you on subject matter by being better and better each episode. But what can you take away from these lessons from my botched book project? Firstly, is to build habits and systems rather than trying to cheat with tools. For me, this was building a writing ritual that powered my creative output and has done for over two years now. For you, that's understanding the habits that allow you to have a creative output consistently, because little and often beats any kind of cheat code. Second is to ask yourself what your unique strengths are and tailor your time and how you spend it to matching those rather than aspiring to be like someone else. 
No one is identical to you, so figure out what makes you unique. And to learn more about this, you can listen to episode two from this season, Embracing Uniqueness and Lessons from Ancient Greece. Third and finally is to be intentional with running experiments and see the engagement you receive as feedback. See how your audience responds to smaller pieces of content of a tweet or a content post of a blog and see the reaction that they're getting. Get feedback and test before you commit resources beyond a minimum viable product. If you're launching a book, then make sure you have a warmed up audience who is ready to receive it. This means they've been along for your journey and to be open in investing in it later, but that comes after months of drip feeding your ideas. Without an engaged audience, you're setting yourself up for failure. So those are the lessons that I learned the hard way on how not to write a book. And hopefully you've learned a thing or two along the way. I know I've certainly got a long way to go on all of these lessons, but they inform our processes here at Astutely. And so I'm happy that I can leverage this hard-earned wisdom to support the business leaders that we work with. And they don't have to pay the price that I already did back in 2019. Ultimately, it's the lessons we learn the hard way that are the most valuable of all. And as Robert Greene, the writer who Ryan Holiday was apprenticed to, says, mistakes are material. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. This podcast teaches you the skill of empathetic communication. And if you're interested in accelerating your empathetic communication and to start applying it to your brand and business, we've created an actionable five-step checklist, which breaks down the exact steps you need to take to unlock this skill and start creating messages that connect with your customers and employees' heads and hearts. You can download it for free over on our website, weareastutely.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter.